I am Gian, the founding pastor of Victory Church from Odessa, Texas, in this beautiful morning of March 6, 2022. Our worship service 280, God Loves You. And here is the word of God for us. Thank you so much. It's an honor. What if you go to the website, thechurch.us forward slash bulletins, you can download the bulletin there, or you can do it using your phone just by opening the camera and pointing towards the QR code and download the bulletin of this morning. I want to thank you for your support. Thank you very, very much, especially our dear, beautiful church members. Thanks to you, my brother. Thanks, thanks to you, my sister. We can do this. And anyone who wants to help us financially, please do it. You can send a text to 432-268-0007. The system will help you to do it. Or simply you can go to the website, thechurch.us forward slash give. That is a wonderful thing to do. And we are happy that we together can do things here in Victory Church to serve the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. So, God loves you. Some people have questions about that. Some people wonder if uh, is there, there is any God to begin with. Well, I want to tell you, the Lord God exists. He is real. He loves you. And He is here today speaking through me to tell you that there is always hope for the future. And we read in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit from the easy-to-read version, Romans chapter 8, verses 38 and 39. Nothing can separate us from God's love not death, life, angels, or ruling spirits. Nothing now, nothing in the future, no powers, nothing above us or nothing below us. Nothing in the whole created world will be ever able to separate us from the love that God has shown us in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Christ our Lord. In the Lord Jesus Christ, you are loved. Do you realize that you exist thanks to the good Lord? You do. You exist thanks to the mercies of God. He gave you life. You are not an accident, my friend. Some people believe that, but I want you to know that's not true. You are not an accident. Actually, the Lord always has loved you since the moment that you were conceived. Now, the truth is people give what they have, right? So in the case of your parents, for example, maybe they didn't have much to give to you. And I'm not talking about material stuff. I'm talking about spirituality or love or many other things that are not material things. People cannot give you what they don't have. But the question goes actually even farther when you say, what about their, their own ancestors, their own parents and your ancestor's story. When you think about it, you understand why so many people have no relationship with the good Lord or actually very little knowledge about God because there, there are ancestors. You know what Psalm 145, 145 says? Each generation will praise you and tell the next generation about the great things you do. The meaning of this scripture is that anyone who in some point of his life 
receive the revelation that there is a God in our Savior is our Lord Jesus Christ, that person will experience so many wonderful things that eventually when they have their own children, they will talk to their children about it constantly. And those children, eventually, they will experience similar things, getting to know the Lord, and they will tell those stories, those experiences, sharing the miracle of God with the next generation, and the next, and the next, and the next. The idea of believing in God, the idea of having a Christian spiritual life is possible thanks to people talking, thanks to people writing, and thanks to people reading, and thanks to people listening. It's all about communication. So now that you are listening, now that you are watching and paying attention, you are being exposed to these teachings, and then you say, yeah, I believe. Probably is the, the first time you are listening to something like this. I don't know. But if it's the first time, you are going to believe today, more and more than ever. But if you are a believer, you will say, that's absolutely right. Because I remember my parents telling me about God. And I remember my grandparents. And I remember that they told me stories about their parents and grandparents at the same time. It's our responsibility to share our faith with the next generation, with our children. However, we know that there is evil around us. When you think about your childhood and probably teenager years and young adult life, and you remember the bad things that happened to you, we understand there is evil around us. And I want you to know that there is no one perfect life. There is no one person that will say, you know what? I never had any problems with evil people around me. <laughs> that doesn't exist because there, there are evil people everywhere in the stories that we all live. You know, like we know, every family has sad stories. Every family has bad memories, like every person. Every and each one of us. And why is that? Because there is evil around us, sadly. Not to mention our own sinful nature. Because you probably acknowledge this, that although there were many people, evil people that were affecting you and hurting you and doing evil things to you, you also participated in some things that were not good. And why is that? Well, because we know what is what we want. Unfortunately, in here, in the Gospel of John, chapter 3, verse 19, we understand <laughs> these words very clearly when it says, The light has come into the world, but people do not want light. They want darkness because they do evil things. When we were participating in evil things, or perhaps you are still doing it, Every single time we are being part of the darkness. The evil, the darkness, Satan, all that is against the light. But as soon as you come to the light, you know, you are not going to be participating with those things. It's the opposite. You will be walking in the light and enjoying being in the light more and more. But what happens when you live your life without God? <laughs> Let me tell you, I hear the stories every single day. 
every, and I'm not kidding, every single day I hear the stories. Somebody that is trying to get closer to the Lord, somebody that was close to the Lord but walk away, and then they tell me, this is what is happening to me. And it's terrible. And I can't stand it anymore. And some people are, are actually even consider suicide, murdering, so many other things because they are desperate. Is the kind of life that people have when they don't have principles and values. They just live the way that they think works well for them. It's a very self, selfish life with no fear for God. And eventually, you know, even with education, degrees, a good job, coming from a good family, it's just a matter of time that our actions are going to catch up. Listen to what Galatians chapter 6, verse 7 says. If you think you can fool God, you are only fooling yourselves. You will harvest what you plant. Why do you think there are consequences in your life just because? Why do you think bad things happen to you just because? It's just the evil in other people. No, my friend. When you are not thinking, when you are not making the right decisions, obviously you are going to have a harvest. That is why you need to think what is what you are doing with your own life. I want you to know that God loves you. We read that passage precisely for that reason is that church makes a difference. Church made a difference in the life of my ancestors. Church made a difference in the life of my parents. Church made a difference in my own life. And church makes a difference, not just now in me, but in the life of my own family and my descendants. Church is going to make a difference in the life of my children's children and their children and their children. Church makes the difference. Now, people don't like the idea of church, you know, and for, for some reason, many people are anti-church. Well, I think that there is something wrong there. And it's just because, as I said earlier, if you are not in the light, you are in the darkness. But you need to make a decision. Where are you going to be? The Lord loves you. The Lord loves you. But He wants you to be in the light. He wants you to be part of the church because his love for you is immense. It's a great love that he has for you. What is what we read in Romans 8, 38, 39? That there is nothing that can separate you from God. Nothing. No one thing. Not in the past. Not in the present. Not even Satan. Not the sin. Not death. Nothing can separate you from the love of God. In the Lord Jesus Christ. You know, it's not just God as a theory, a substance, a, a power, an energy. No, 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 no. It's the love of God in the person of His Son, Jesus Christ. There is when you can experience the love of God. But do you know that God has a great treasure? His greatest treasure is precisely the Lord Jesus. And you need to get to know the Lord Jesus. You need to get to know how he thinks, how he talks. What is uh, uh, his uh, way of seeing things in life? 
his approach to the problems, his perspective to situations. What is what he says about money? What is what he says about health? What is what he says about relationship? Because the Lord Jesus is the source of knowledge, which actually is the second treasure from the Lord God. Knowledge, wisdom, and all that. I'm going to talk to you more as soon as I give you my announcement for next Sunday. Next Sunday on March 13 on the Worship Service 281, I'll be talking to you about saving time. And actually, it's interesting because, as you know, here in America, we are going to experience the, the time again, the changing and the time again. And the topic will be saving time. I want to talk to you about that, the importance of being very efficient in your time management. I will give you great tools for that. Now, before I go back to the importance of the Bible, I want to tell you something that is interesting that not many people see. But through their lives, they are watching in the road of their lives. They are able, if they can, see the signs on the road. When you think about your own life, <laughs> I want you to think about you, what, what you have lived, where you have been, what happened to you here and there. And then you will understand that throughout your life, you have seen many signs, signs that were telling you, don't go there. Signs that were telling you, don't do this. Signs that were telling you, this is not a good idea. Signs popping up. People telling you, be careful with this. Watch out. Don't do this. Come this. Don't go there. And why is that? Because the Lord loves you. The good Lord has been showing you signs all your life. What about possibilities of your own death? I want you to think for a moment about potential death in your life. Have you lived that? Can you think right now? Can you remember now moments that, that you actually could die, but you didn't? That you were so close to die in an accident or in many situations. And yet, the Lord saved your life. And why is that? Because the Lord loves you. The Lord loves you. But throughout your life, you have had Many key players, important people in your life. Do you remember them? Who have been those key players in your life? Okay. Who are the key players right now in your life? Who are those important individuals that are playing a very important role today so you can have a good, better life? And why is it that you have those key players in your life? Because the Lord loves you. Now, with all the love that he has for you, have been your decisions good decisions? Do you think that throughout the years you have been the kind of person that have been making good decisions? Have you? Are your decisions wise decisions? Have been your decisions biblical decisions? Have you consulted with anybody 
about your decisions? Have you ever even considered the possibility that your problem is described in the Bible somewhere that maybe there is the answer for that question? And let me tell you this, you will find in the Bible an answer for everything. The thing is, you don't know it. You assume, you're just thinking that your problem is so unique that there is no way that anyone ever had lived that experience. Really, my friend? Really? Come on. You are unique, of course, like I am unique, but that doesn't make us super duper special. No. The Lord loves us. But experiences like we have, that we go through, many other people live them as well. In the Bible, you will find awesome stories with great principles and great teachings that will tell you what to do in every instance. Because knowledge is power. But what happens when you are not exposed to the Bible? What happens when you are not exposed to the source of knowledge? What happens when you just don't know? You know what happens. Disaster, failure. You lose. You don't win anything. It's the opposite. You are losing all the time. All the time. Because you are not going to the source of the knowledge. You don't want to be wise. You refuse wisdom. You reject wisdom. And why is that? Because you don't want to see the signs. You don't want to follow key players, mentors. You don't want to be in touch with the scripture. People that are willing to read the signs in life. People that are willing to have mentors, key players in their life. People that are willing to stay in the light. People that are willing to read the Bible and understand the principles, they will receive also intuition. Intuition comes from God. Some people say, I have the feeling. Everybody had a feeling. That's not the point. The point is to have the right intuition. What is that exactly? Is the Holy Spirit talking to you, telling you, don't do this. This is not the right thing to do. Do you know what I am talking about? Of course you do. Because every time you have done something wrong, you knew it from the beginning that that was wrong. But you didn't want it to stop. That's the problem. You know, in life, you will find several signs. I told you that before. Well, one of the, the signs that you will see all the time when you are doing what is wrong is the stop sign. Is the Lord saying to you, stop it. Now, do you obey the stop sign? <laughs> Imagine you are driving and it says clearly, stop. There is an accident out there or a cliff or something catastrophic. Stop, stop. What happens if you are not paying attention in your driving? You don't read the sign, the stop sign. You don't obey the stop sign. You just say, I want to see what is there. Be my guest. Disaster and death. But the Lord is trying to stop you because he loves you. You don't see it as, as a sign of love, but it's a sign of love. He says, stop it. Stop it. 
stop it. Stop doing that. Stop it. And right now the Lord is talking to you, is telling you, stop that bad thing. Stop it right there. No more. Stop doing that. And he's telling you that because he loves you. In life also you will find the sign that it says turn. You just need to turn. Don't go in that direction anymore. You got to change. You got to change, my friend. It's not just a stopping. Sometimes you have to stop and turn. Because the direction that you are going is a wrong direction. So the Lord is sending you signs through people in many ways. Right now, actually, the Lord is talking to you. and telling you, stop that and turn. I want you to turn. I don't want you to continue going in that direction. I know you need to keep on going with your life, but you got to stop and you have to turn. And you need to merge. Merge the kingdom of God. Go with the flow of the rest of believers going to church. But you don't want to. Because you are happy being yourself. You are happy doing whatever you want to do, right? You have done that all your life. Yeah. Where you are right now? What kind of life do you have right now? Do you think it's your parents' fault? Your ancestors' fault because they never told you about God? Do you think it's because somebody else's fault because it was a bad leader, a bad influence, because they hurt you? Stop blaming somebody else, my friend. It's time for you to stop. The Lord loves you, but He's trying to stop you. He's trying to make you turn, and He wants you to merge. Merge for real in the kingdom of God. Merge for real with church. Because He loves you. Look what 1 Peter 5, 6 says. Be humble under God's powerful hand. Then he will lift you up when the right time comes. But how difficult is that, right? How difficult is to accept that although you know God loves you, you are doing what is wrong. You are finding always a reason to disobey. You know in your heart what is the right thing to do and you you refuse to obey. You just say, I, I don't want to do it. I will do it my way. You are so used to that. But the scripture says, be humble. Under God's powerful hand. You know, the power of humility will transform your life, my friend. You know, when you, when you become really humble, you are going to experience more and more the love of God in your life. You really will enjoy more the love of God. You really feel will feel loved. But when you are not humble, when you are just prideful, and when you just want to do whatever you want to do with no humility, there is no way you can perceive God's love in your life. Do you understand that? You have to be humble. You have to be thirsty for God. You have to be hungry. More of God, more of Him, less of you. That is the only way 
that you really can experience the moment when He can lift you up. Because He will. Once you are humble, you stop, you turn, you merge, you do things right. You learn to become accountable. You are humble. Your family asks you, what are you doing lately? And you tell the truth. The key players in your life are asking you, are you doing what is right? And you admit immediately, you say, no, I haven't, but I'm changing. Be humble. Humility has to do with accountability, telling people the truth, especially the key players in your life, in the desire of you of changing. Because then is when the Holy Spirit will move in your life. Do you know that the Holy Spirit is right now touching your heart? Right now, the Holy Spirit is touching you deeply. Right now, there is something very powerful inside of you that you just can't explain. Is the love of God through the Holy Spirit touching you, trying to, to make you understand it is time for you to surrender. If you don't surrender to the Lord, His love cannot penetrate you. You have this wall. You have this wall that doesn't allow the Lord God fill you more and more with His presence. Goes closer to you, but the wall is still there. It bounces. But the Holy Spirit right now is just upon you. It's just upon you. And it's normal if in this point, my friend, you feel like crying. It's normal if in this point you feel really sad because you realize you have to change for real. And you know what happens when, it, when you just surrender if you are humble enough to let the Holy Spirit come inside of you, you know what is going to happen? You are going to experience so much joy. And with that, you will receive healing. So I pray right now that any infirmities, any illnesses that have been attacking you will leave right now in the name of Jesus. Any oppression from the darkness will leave in the name of Jesus. Any forces against God, against the light, will go away in the name of Jesus. So you can receive your healing. The healing that you need, my friend, in your soul, in your mind, in your emotions, and of course in your body. So receive right now the healing that you need. Lift up your hands. Lift up your hands. And say, Father God, heal me. I need your touch. I need your touch. The Lord is showing me someone that is hurting pretty bad in the right leg and the right foot. The Lord is showing me that person. The Lord is showing me some, someone struggling with diabetes and you are afraid of dying of diabetes and the Lord says to you, no, but do what is right for your diabetes. The Lord is showing me someone that had recently a stroke and is suffering so much headaches for that reason. And the Lord says, those headaches are gone. 
You are healed. You are healed. Receive right now the touch of healing for you, my friend. Somebody has had an issue with the throat is being healed right now in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, receive your healing. Somebody else struggling with a, a problem in the elbow, left arm elbow, be healed, my friend. Be healed. Be healed. In the name of Jesus, receive your healing. Regardless if I am mentioned your illness or not, receive your healing right now and share the testimony of your healing by sending me an email. Share the testimony, please. It's important. It's very important to share with others what the Lord is doing in your life. The healing comes to your emotions. The healing comes to that anxiety. Somebody was so anxious and the Lord says to you, no more anxiety. You receive peace right now. Peace in the name of Jesus. But it, all this is possible because we know that the Lord God loves us in the person of our Lord Jesus Christ. This is what John 3.16 says. So are you ready today to open your heart and surrender in the, in the presence of God and say, Lord God, here I am, change me. I hope you do it. Say with me these words. Say with me, dear God, I am so sorry. Please forgive me and change me. I need your touch. I need your power in my life. Transform me, please, Lord. I ask you to forgive me. I want to change. I'm moving to a new thing in my life with you. In the name of Jesus, I open my heart Come, Holy Spirit, dwell in me and lead me for the rest of my life. I'm going to heaven. I am forgiven. I'm part of the kingdom of God. I am in the light. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you, my friend. It's wonderful that you want to be now transformed and continue your walk in Christ, our Lord. So this was the message. God loves you. If you want to share it with someone, you can do it. Find a way to share the link. If you are watching through any of the platforms, Facebook, Vimeo, YouTube, or on the website, share this message with somebody. That person will appreciate that because the Lord loves you. Thank you for being here with us today. And in the name of our church, Victory Church, in the name of our Lord God, in the name of my family and my team, I wish you a beautiful rest of your day. See you next time. Hey, 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 hey. That's all, that's all, that's all, folks. <laughs> time to go home. <laughs> Ciao. by Giancarlo Vicitoro. I know you have suffered, but what if you would have never met your mom because she died giving birth to you? That's the beginning of Simon's story. Then Simon's father died when he was only 15 years old. He was sent to a foster home where he was bullied, humiliated, and there was no one to protect him. But Simon decided to find a way to get his revenge by studying and becoming good at sports. 
He won a scholarship, and soon he started his own business, Simon Yardwork. Mean people were envious of his success, but one day, Simon met and fell in love with Jackie. They were happy, until the FBI arrested Simon due to clues that incriminated him with several murdered people. Will Simon end up in prison? Don't miss the outcome of this story, The Best Revenge, the musical that will inspire everyone to pay good for evil. Go to mygiancarlo.com to purchase The Best Revenge on audio and video.